You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Chime Time, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnansky. Oh, baby. Normally on a Friday or Saturday, we have a video podcast, but we got to put that on hold thanks to prior commitments and the Breeders' Cup World Championships of Racing at Mohegan Suns FanDuel Sportsbook. So we are live on the access. Good morning, Chris Shine. How are you? Good morning, Mutt. I am wonderful. It's Friday morning. I'm loving life. You really should be loving life. It can be 70 degrees all weekend. Uh, the slate, it's an okay slate, right? It's not a great slate this weekend. I, I like it. It's not amazing. I but don't like, love there's, it. There's certain spots that I really like. That's for sure. Oh, it's a very good spot. We have all NFL picks. Uh, we are, I think, 11-1 and our last two weeks. Is that confirmed? That is correct. Confirmed. Our first 6-0 uh, and uh, weekend, oh. last weekend. Uh, as folks know, if you listen to this podcast, you already know. If you're a first-time listener, appreciate you listening. Uh, you can always subscribe, rate, and review on the Odyssey app on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's a huge, huge help to us, so thank you well in advance for that as we hopefully hand out some free winners on this Friday. Uh, we do not root against each other on this show. We make three picks. On Fridays, normally we do props on Saturday. We're combining those two today. My prop card is limited. I got a couple ideas, uh, one that I love and then some other ideas because my focus has been on the Breeders' Cup. If you like horse racing, if you're going to be betting the Breeders' Cup, you can check out our podcast from Thursday with Dick Girardi going through all nine races. It takes about 30 minutes on one uh, 1.25 speed is the way I listen to all podcasts now, Sean. I know you joked yesterday you listen to everything like two times speed because you're editing. Yep. But I tried to listen to a podcast yesterday, a, a football betting podcast, at regular speed for a few minutes. Holy moly. It sounds like it's like slowed down human talk now to me. <laughs> it, yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's sometimes brutal to listen to something in like normal speed. Hey, guys, pick up the pace. Let's, Let's go. go. Chop, chop. We got stuff to do here. Come Let's on. Let's go. Listen. All right. So uh, we root for each other, not against each other. Uh, when we have updated totals for the year, Shime, on our picks. Yes, uh, so for me on the season, I am now 13-11, and 11, having gone 6-0 nice. and 0 over the last Beautiful. two weeks. Beautiful. So what, bo- what a bounce back. Massive Holy bounce moly. back for Shime. He's up to 13-11. and 11. Mutt is doing really well. He's over at 14-8-2. That's not bad, right? That's, no. that's profitable. Yeah. I may have to let you back in the uh, uh, the legit gambler circle after you got pushed out Ooh, yesterday. Ooh, baby. 6-0. and 0. All right. Um... We'll start with the Patriots game, Shime. I have a Patriots bet here. This one. Let's want to start somewhere else. I, I didn't have any. We got the got the under yesterday in the World Series. I forget how your hockey bets did. If you want to review those, uh, yeah, two and zero on hockey bets. Over nice. six in Bruins Rangers. Over a half a point for Hampus Lindholm. And if you played the Bruins Hampus. money line, uh, that cashed as well. Uh, and then I believe uh, my teaser, uh, as dumb as it was for you uh, crazy gamblers out there, that hit. So good job by me for that. Uh, however, my uh, Ooh, second quarter did not go well. No, right? second quarter did not go well because the Texans decided to just drive down the field with like three minutes left on the clock and score a touchdown. I was in, I was in agony over that. 
It's pretty but, weird. Like, I, the world was freaking I, – I was, again, way more into the World Series last night, and the Astros going to the bullpen, and that game staying under seven and a half runs. But even at 14-14 at halftime, Shime, like, I I never thought for once, hey, the Texans might pull the upset. No. You, 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 the, Phil, the Eagles are too good. They actually had to play in the second half. They, boy, they shut out the Texans over the final well, two-plus quarters. Yeah. I, uh, that game order. I, was. I, was, I was watching the game, and – you could tell, like Jalen Hurts had a fumble that was just, uh, it was just, br- it was unlucky. Yep. And I'm like, okay, like the watching the Philly offense against that Houston defense, Houston didn't stand a chance in hell. The only reason Houston was in that game was because Damian Pierce is awesome. He is so. If you like look around at the NFL right now, there is a, a just a group of blossoming young running backs, and he, Damian Pierce is leading that charge alongside guys like Kenneth Walker. He was. Awesome in last night's game. He was fun to watch. He was the only reason Houston was in that game, to be honest. I'd put Ramondre Stevenson in that group. I think he's blossoming in his second year. Yeah. Um, I like him as a complete back. I will just say, I still am not buying into running back being all that important. I'm sorry. That's I, fair. It's, I, it's I, fine. You can be excited by them. You can roster in fantasy football. You can bet their totals. But teams that are led by their running backs are not going to win anything in the NFL in 2020. I agree. And the, and the way, too, to hit on running back is not in the first round. You see it. The Jets hit on Brees Hall in the second round. Damian Pierce, a third-round pick. I believe Kenneth Walker was a third-round pick. Ramondre Stevens is a fourth-round pick. Good point. Like, that's, how good you're, point. that's how you win in the NFL is you get a good young running back. That's, you get him late in the draft. You don't have to use the, that capital on the first round because even if he's not electric, as long as he's not turning the football over, he's good enough. I will just point out there were some missed opportunities um, from a, a prop standpoint. Uh, uh, as late as Tuesday, the prop the the books didn't respond. We'll start our picks after this. They didn't respond to the this whole uh, Brandon Cooks thing, Shime. No, and so you could have gotten Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett in like the teens and low twenties for receiving yardage as late as Tuesday. I. And some people did. I did not. Some people did. Yeah, I, I didn't pull the trigger on that, unfortunately. Bad job by me. Um, but good job for whoever did that. That was that Yeah, was I think smart. the Davis Mills, I think the Davis, as a Tuesday, his passing total was like 213. And by uh, kickoff yesterday, it was like 240. So a 30-yard yeah. difference because people realized, holy crap. Um, they had to change things around. It got went way down, I'm sorry. It was 235, went down to like 213 because Cooks wasn't in there. But it pays to pay attention to injuries and stuff like that. Because even if you bet it and oh, Cooks plays, you could have taken the other side and just bet yourself out of the bet if you wanted to. Um, but I, something I'm going to look forward to and look at more. I'm going to look at more closely next week, uh, sort of injuries and impacting props and when they start, and ha- willing to take on some risk, knowing that hey, if the injury doesn't go my way, I can bet myself on the other side and sort of bet out of it. So uh, last night's game is yesterday. Now we turn to the weekend, week nine in the NFL. Shed a tear, halfway point of the NFL season. We'll start Patriots Colts Shime on the game itself. Last time I looked, uh, it was still five and a half. Patriots as a favorite at home. I'll let you go first. Pats and Colts. Is it one of your three picks? And if not, give me your take on this game. No, it's not one of my three picks. This is a stay away game for me. I just I can't I can't decide which side I like more. Uh, you know, if I have to make a bet, I'm going to take the Colts plus five and a half. Yep. I don't love it there. I le- I would have liked it more at six six and a half. I just I don't know, man. It's the Patriots play bad at home, but I also think that this is an opportunity for their offense to figure some things out. But they gonna, then again, Indianapolis's defense has played pretty decently. Uh, you don't know about Jonathan Taylor. I just there's too many questions for me in this game. I just don't know if I have to pick. I'll I'll, I'll take the Colts plus five and a half. I feel more strongly about the over under. I would go under in this game forty and a half. Uh, but I just I can't pick a side on this. 
Yeah, I would be leaning Colts as well, uh, and we'll get to the total. The total is actually one of my picks. Um, Jonathan Taylor is kind of a factor, but like with a total this low and five and a half, like that just it screams take the dog. Like yep. even la- even last week, the Patriots won convincingly, and the Jets were right there at the end with that late touchdown. So uh, these teams feel I, I hate to say it, they kind of feel similar to me. I do get a tankish uh, vibe from the Colts, so maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm, the mistake is that uh, you know, they're just going to go and, and recognize that um, they're not really trying to win this year, and Jonathan Taylor is not going to play at all, which probably does help the Patriots at some level, but they're still trying to work through their offense. Um, so I would lean Colts, but it, was, it is only a pick that I'm going to make because I'm going to be forced to make it on Maloney, Fourier, and Mego today. There's no conviction here, Sean. This is like the third or fourth straight week in a row where it's like, yeah, I'm going to watch the game. I have interest in it because I'm uh, locked into Mac Jones, but from a betting standpoint, this is a shitty game to bet. Yeah, 100% or I agree. See. All right, let's let you go first here. Chris Scheim, you won 6-0 and your last three weeks, 3-0 and last week. I already know who you took. It's an awesome pick. I'm already bet this pick. I'll let you tell the people. Yeah, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks plus two uh, at the Arizona Cardinals. I don't wow. really understand this line. Why is it still the Seahawks as a dog, Seattle Chris should Scheim. be favored Explain by at me. least a point. At yes. least. And they've already beaten the Cardinals once this year. Uh, they're the better team. I don't understand what anyone has seen from the Arizona Cardinals that would make them want to uh, put them as a two-point favorite against, you know, more than half of the league. Like, I just – that doesn't make any sense to me. The Seattle team is good. I, I think Pete Carroll should be in the in the discussion for uh, Coach of the Year if Seattle Whoa. continues on this path. Uh, and I believe at least this week Seattle will continue on this path. I'm getting the Seattle Seahawks. My guy, Geno Smith. As a plus-two dog in Arizona, a division game, yeah, give me the Seahawks. I want the Seahawks all day. And we told people early in the week, bet this now. Two and a half is going to be gone by Sunday. Maybe it is, but it's Friday morning and it's sitting at two. It went down to one and a half because we made note of it earlier in the week, but then bounced back up to two for some reason. And you look at the money in this game, 79% of the bets, 89% of the money is on the Seahawks. So it's I feel weird that I'm with so many Uh, people, but there's like just – there's nobody on the Cardinals, and I don't understand why this is still Cardinals by two. That is a little scary that they're taking that sort of money. It's not really moved. Yeah, that's a little, little scary. But as far as like, if you forget the betting angle, the football side says Seattle's the better team. Uh, you don't want Cliff Kingsbury at home. You want him on the road. Like I, DK Metcalf is playing through the injury. Looked fine last week. Like I, so fine. Byron Murphy locks him up. You still have Tyler Lockett. You still have Kenneth Walker. I. I'm with you. Would have been my first pick, Shime. You took it first, so I, I I love the pick. I bet the pick. It's part of a couple, um, you know, terrible idea three team teasers, but it's in. <laughs> I got Seattle plus two it. as well. Awesome pick. Uh, I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna flip flop two of my picks, uh, and I'll, I'll explain why in a second. But I'm gonna start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm only slow pulling playing this because I always like to check. I don't pull it up. I I do these the night before. And so I don't know what the line is now. It's still three. Yep. So I want the Bucks minus three against the Rams. Let's start very simply, Sean. Okay. You were on this early. The Rams might not be great. And so I was able to back that up with actual facts. I know many people in this sports betting industry, sports entertainment, wagertainment, as Costos calls it, they hate those tricky facts. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they can't really back things up. It's one of the annoying parts of what we do. Uh, we do it casually. People do it for a real living. Um the numbers say the Bucks are a much better team. Overall DVOA, Bucks eighth, Rams twenty fourth. Offense, Bucks eighteenth, Rams twenty third. Defense, Bucks fifth, Rams thirteenth. 
So by the metric that you and I both think is one of the best overall all-encompassing metrics for a football team, correct? Football Outsiders DVOA. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Across the board, Tampa is better. Yes. Um, When you look at EPA per play, the Rams offense, according to the Action Network, is DFL, dead flipping last in the league. And that is with a healthy Cooper Cup. Cup is gimpy this week, Shime. He's going to play through it. I have no doubt he's a warrior. But you can't tell me after what happened last week is 100%. So you go up against a good Bucks defense. Um, you have a Cup who's all banged up. But a Bucks team that's getting healthy, as I refresh the injury report from yesterday. Cameron Bray trending towards playing for the first time in a month. Carlton Davis, limited full practice Thursday after being limited uh, later uh, early on in the season. Uh, Mike Evans, limited. Uh, Akeem Hicks has been out, back-to-back full practices. Julio Jones, full practice. Mason's been hurt. He's limited. So all these guys are coming back healthy, and the Bucks are already a better team. Brady's better than Stafford. Um, you have post-divorce Brady narrative. Okay, I can't back this up with stats, but now these <laughs> week removed. He was stressed out last week. Remember, Thursday night football, they sucked. Friday got divorced. Full 10 days off. He's refreshed. His team is healthy. And a couple other stats here, uh, longer-term stats. Uh, Matt Stafford. One and four against the spread when facing a defense that gives up 20 or few points as the Rams quarterback. Uh, that, of course, the, the Bucks do give up just shy of 20 points. So that counts. Tom Brady in his career with extra rest like this game. 54, 34, and four. Bounce back, post-divorce, Brady spot, lay the three. My three-star play this weekend, Bucks minus three against the Rams. I don't, I don't think you said this either. The revenge narrative. Tom Brady got bounced by this team last year in the postseason. 30 to 27. Like, Tom Brady is, is, is all over this. I'm with you. I am 100% with you. This was my favorite pick that you had this week. I love the Bucks laying the three. Can I give you one more narrative? Yep. 100,000 yards narrative. Tom Brady yep. is, is 99,836 yards passing. He's going to eclipse the 100,000 yards mark. We talk about records in sports never to be broken. This is going to be one of them. And you think he wants to do that on a loss? I, I agree. I'm, I'm adding it in. You think he wants to lose to the in a revenge narrative game? No chance. 100K passing yards? Lock it up, Bucks minus three. I'm with Send you. it. Yep. What's your second pick? Uh, my second pick, uh, I'm going to go to another game that I liked early in the week. I had, I had mentioned this to you uh, and on the podcast here that the Dolphins are p- uh, going to Chicago to take on the Bears. I originally liked the Dolphins, but I decided I actually liked the over in this game more. Oh, Because okay. yes, even just yesterday, you talked to me. Uh, we were discussing Justin Fields and the way he has come on as of late in the NFL. And Kyrie Thompson had mentioned it. He's a big Chicago guy. Justin Fields looks like, like over the last two or three weeks, has looked like he was the legit best quarterback in that 2021 draft class. Yeah. And so if Chicago continues to do that, I think their offense is actually really dangerous against the Miami defense. That's still spotty. Like Bradley Chubb's going to be in this game, but he's new to the defense. We saw last week just how uh, just how well Detroit was able to move the ball on Miami. And then Miami's offense, we know, is super, super explosive. So I love, I am green light lit, let's go, over 45 and a half Miami Dolphins at Chicago Bears. Yeah, I like that. I'd actually be leaning Bears, by the way, in that Really? Game. Yeah, I would take the points. I, I think Fields on a little bit of a roll. Um, Dolphins coming off that great comeback last week. I don't love it, but I'm glad I'm glad you got off the Dolphins side okay. and got on the total. And by the way, I, I do like the over there. That is a – that it feels has, like a low number. Against the Dol- – I, I think everything against the Dolphins right now. Like, they, they feel like the Lions to me. Like, yep. the games are going to trend Fast over tracks. because they're de- – the Dolphins are very good, but their defense is not very good. Nope. 
Uh, my second pick was going to be my first pick, but the, the Jonathan Taylor thing scares me a little bit. I want the under shime in this Patriots game that we both talked about. Uh, 39 and a half? Is that what you're seeing? Uh, no, it's actually 40 and a half, so you get a better number. Awesome. Give me 40 and a half on the under. Uh, a couple of notes. Uh, the, the, the pace of this game. So they they went to Ellinger last week. Obviously, Sam Ellinger. Ellinger? Ellinger? Ellinger. Whatever. He's sixth best, sixth best guy in the draft last year, according to David Carr. Um, they had just a 43% pass rate in neutral situations. Um, that was second lowest of all teams in Week 8. They were a super fast team with Matt Ryan. They don't trust this guy. They're playing all of a sudden really, really slow. Played zero snaps, Shime, of no huddle in that game last week. Colts had just 115 plays, not very much. Uh, Patriots at a 56% neutral pass rate. That's 20th in the league, so they don't like to throw it that much. In neutral scripts, they'll throw it when they're behind, but they want to run the football. We know that with Stevenson and Damian Harris. Colts games this year. How about this? 35.7 plays per game. Uh, so 35.7 points per game. Second lowest in the NFL. Big mismatch up front for the Patriots defensive line. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm wary that I could get beaten in the back door by like a defensive touchdown late because Ellinger's just not that good. Uh, or Mac Jones, quite frankly, could get picked six late uh, in this game. I totally understand that. But the contributing factor for me was backup quarterback. They're not throwing as much. Jonathan Taylor looks unlikely to play. Like, if I knew he was out this morning, Shime, I would have made this my top pick. But there's still at least that idea he might try to play through, and he's good enough that I'm going to dock it a little on my picks here. Last eight Colts games, 7-1 and one to the under. 4-0 this year, unders on the road, under 40-and-a-half Patriots Colts. Yeah, I'm with you here. This would be In a exact... boring, boring, boring game. This is such a dumb game. It's such a boring game. All I Patriots call it boring, dumb, same boring thing. Boring yeah. and dumb. And so I'm with you on this pick. I like the under in this game as well. So good job by you. Uh, pick number three, Chris Shot. Uh, yeah, so my third pick here is actually a team that I trashed earlier in the week. Uh, you said you liked them a lot. You, I think you bet them to win the NFC, or you were thinking about oh, it. you did not. After you trashed the Vikings, you're picking the Vikings? Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. Laying you're three points at Washington. You're unbelievable. Uh, well, it's, it, this is more of a anti-Washington take than it is a pro-Minnesota take, to gotcha. be fair. Yep. Uh, Minnesota is just way, way, way more talented than this Washington team. Uh, as much as I, I like to rag on Minnesota not being a legit 6-1, and one, they are 6-1 and one, to their credit. And Kirk Cousins has played well this year in spots that aren't in prime time. Uh, so give me the Vikings laying three at the Commanders. I just think this is a mismatch. This number should be more than three. Um, that half a point matters to me. This should be like three and a half. That's why it's minus three at minus 120, by the way. Um, this should be like three and a half or four, even four and a half. Uh, so I, I like taking the three here. Give me Minnesota by three. I uh, don't have a great feel in this game, but I'll be rooting for Minnesota uh, to get the best seed they possibly can at, what, 7-8-1. to one We had them uh, to win the NFC, which is a long shot, but uh, I think they're playing well right now. I like the move to get Hawkinson, and we'll see how they bounce back. Uh, my third pick, I know Sean, excuse me, does not like because I texted him last night, and his response was, uh, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> give me the Packers laying three and a half at Detroit. Um, I, again, I, I wouldn't call this, yeah, this why it's my third uh, pick in here. But I can't get past this idea that Green Bay is still sort of in this thing and Detroit with the sell-off of Hawkinson and how bad their defense has been, um, they're just sort of trending the wrong way to a point where I'm not going to be surprised if Dan Campbell gets fired this year. I'm really not. I'm at that point with this team. Uh, Detroit's defense is terrible. Green Bay's offense is not as bad as I thought. Ninth in DVOA. They get Hawkinson. Detroit gets rid of Hawkinson, and they have nobody left at tight end. DeAndre Swift did practice yesterday. He's trending towards playing. That will be good for Detroit. But he also said yesterday he's not going to be 100% the rest of the year. 
So it's Swift and Williams and the third running back whose name I forget. They like to mix in. Uh, Craig Reynolds. Uh, They're Detroit. The guy that I like, Craig Reynolds, thank you. Uh, I think Aaron Jones is set up for a monster game I agree with against you. this Detroit defense. 32nd overall, Shime. 32nd against the pass. 30th against the run. Their offensive line is absolutely tremendous up front. They have a huge advantage against that Detroit front. I think they'll be able to neutralize uh, Hutchinson, who's had a good year. Good rookie year. He's got a bunch of sacks. I think he's 10-1 to 1 yep. for rookie of the year defensively. They'll see the kind of run he can make. Um, Lazard and Watson are back at practice this week, so you could have more weapons back. Uh, for Aaron Rodgers in that offense. And then there's the Jared Goff piece of this. Since 2016, according to the Action Network, 120 quarterbacks have suited up to play in the NFL. Uh, out of the 120, Goff is 117th in money line profitability as an underdog. Straight up as a dog, Jared Goff is 10, 29, and 1. Yes, they cover some of these games, but straight up, they lose and lose and lose. He's a loser. He was a winner because he got hooked up with the Rams for a couple of years. We saw what Belichick did to him. Uh, I suspect that Joe Barry and that Green Bay defense will have something uh, ready and cooked up for Detroit. It's three and a half points. I don't love it, but I love Aaron Jones this week. Give me the Packers laying three and a half at the Detroit Lions. Yeah, so this to me is a I need to sit back and watch kind of game because I think personally Joe Barry stinks. Um, that Green Bay defense has been a massive Massive letdown. I need him to bounce back. They, 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 I They've agree been with you. bad. They, they, add, they add a piece in the offseason, and they've not been as good. I totally agree. No, and then they didn't do anything at the deadline to help themselves out at all. Um, I don't trust the Green Bay offense. I only trust Aaron Jones, to be completely honest with you. Um, but like you said, Aaron Jones is in a prime spot to have a massive, massive day. So if Green Bay's offense wants to get on track, this is the game to do that. This is the perfect opportunity, but I need to see them do that because I haven't seen them do it all year, in my opinion. I understand what the numbers say, but with my eyes, Green Bay has not looked good on offense at all. Um, so I don't trust them. So I would I would stay away from this, and if you put gun to my head and made me pay, take a pick, I would take the Lions plus three and a half. Um, all right, so my, I, you would take the plus. Uh, I will take the minus. So my three in order, Bucks minus three against the Rams, Colts and Patriots under 40 and a half, Packers minus three and a half at the Lions, 14, eight and two. On the year. Chris Scheim, go ahead. Uh, I am taking Seattle plus two at Arizona, the over 45 and a half Miami at Chicago, and Minnesota laying three at the Washington Commanders. I am 13 and 11 on the season. All right, so uh, my props are limited, so I, I'm going to go first with the just following up on yeah, the last we'll rip pick. Yeah, through these. Go for it. Aaron Jones' total yardage is 99 and a half yards. Scheim, I want the over at minus 115. Yep, I had his rushing total at 64 and a half. So I'm with yeah, you. I, I looked at that, and then th- well, you, I, I'm, I, you can play them both. Yep. You can play them both. Um, they're both safe. Uh, they mean my one and one A. It's uh, it's 99 and a half total yards, 64 and a half rushing yards. I like them both. He's in a big spot this weekend. Uh, that's my first and foremost. My fa- I have two favorites. That's my first favorite. Why don't you go ahead, Krishan? Uh, in that game as well, I have over 72 and a half receiving yards for Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've bet on my guy, the Sun God. Amon Ross. But the, Ian Harditz uh, on Twitter, uh, on, I think he works for PFF, um, has this weird joke where every time a move is made in the NFL, he says uh, good news for Amon Ross St. Brown. Well, when TJ Hawkinson was traded, it's actually good news for Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> it really uh, is. And so he is going to get pummeled with targets. It's literally just him and Josh Reynolds uh, as receivers. I guess Khalif Raymond, if you count him. But yeah, I throw to him is, way too much. Yeah, I but I think this is all Amon Ra this week. Again, I don't think Green Bay's defense is all that good. Give me the over on 72.5 for Amon Ra. 
Uh, why don't you go again? Because I'm still looking up uh, the updated models. Okay, I'll go to that Miami-Chicago uh, game uh, that I love so much. I love the over there. I want Fields over 49.5 rushing yards. Number's Oof. too low. That needs to be in the 50s. It needs to be close to 60. We've already seen that a couple times this year. We cashed easy on 41.5 when he was faced the Patriots. I'm pretty sure he would have cashed on this last week. I, I forget. I didn't really check the number. Um, but I love Fields over 49.5 rushing yards. And then I'm going to go back to the well on a bet that's hit for me multiple times this year. That's Jalen Waddle over 67 and a half receiving yards. Look, Miami throws to two guys and two guys only. It's Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. You can play whichever one you want. I prefer playing Jalen Waddle because his number's always lower, and yet he still has over 100 yards like every freaking game. Uh, he gets pummeled with targets, especially close to the red zone. Give me Jalen Waddle over 67 and a half receiving yards. I keep waiting to see them post this shime. I, I guess they post these later Friday, early Saturday, but we talked about Tom Brady going for 100,000 yards. The one thing the Rams and Bucks both do, uh, they both play good run defense. I don't think either quarterback, I don't think either team's going to run. I think both teams are going to have to chuck it. I, 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 I am going to be lining up to see when they posted Tom Brady pass attempts because I, I, they, they're not. You yep. can't run with Fournette. The other guy they tried to mix in, Rashard White's not any good. I think Brady's going to be chucking the ball against this Rams team, even if it's those old Charlie Weiss extension of the running game throws yeah. to Leonard Fournette and Scotty Miller, sort of out of the backfield in the slot. So. Uh, my second favorite, by one and one A, were, were the two Jones bets for sure, and then over pass attempts on Tom Brady. I cannot wait to post this number unless they post it like massively high in the upper thirties. I'll be hammering the over on Brady pass attempts. Uh, yeah, so I got two left. Uh, one of them is Mac Jones over a half an interception. I don't know why this is minus 120. You love doing I'll this. I'll take this all it's time. A, it, you get what? to root for an interception for Mac. It's your favorite thing in the world. He's Holy thrown an interception Lord. in nine straight games, and his number is over a half an interception at minus 120. Like, this should be minus 150, not minus 120. Uh, this is as easy as it gets for me. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Mac over on an interception there. Uh, and then the last one might shock you. Uh, I'm going to take over 194 passing yards for P.J. Phillip Walker wow. against the Cincinnati Bengals. NFL star. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, Go. he had an awesome week against Atlanta. I know Atlanta's defense sucks, but he had an awesome week there. He had a good week the week before against Tampa Bay. And now he gets the Bengals, who just got lit up by Jacoby freaking Brissett. Uh, so if, if Brissett can do it, I think P.J. Walker can do it. I said earlier this week, P.J. Walker's shown that he can at least compete right now. I know it's early, but I'm going to ride that hot hand while I can. So give me the over 194.5 for uh, Phillip Walker. And obviously, it's still Friday. It's a little early to be sending out the big prop action, uh, but there's stuff that will be available all weekend. If I add anything to the card, I will post it up on the BetQL Boston uh, Twitter account, but I'm comfortable right now with Aaron Jones and uh, with Tom Brady pass attempts once they do post those. Yep. Uh, I, I want to point out, because I had our buddy Scotty text and say, can you give a couple long shots to the Breeders' Cup? People that don't know, I'm pretty locked in the Breeders' Cup tomorrow. I'll be down at Mohegan Sun. I'll be chatting in the BetQL app, uh, which you can download for free. Hit that chat function there in the right-hand corner. Uh, I'll be chatting and making picks during the course of the day. Um, so I'm, I picked out four, four races, Shine. And this will take about two minutes. Okay. Give people an idea. Because he sort of asked, like, as a casual fan, how do you bet? When I was first getting into it, I, I would like to bet longer shots, win place, and show. And so you have a little bit of action on each race. You're not spending a lot of money. You want a long shot, hits the board. You make your money back, make a few bucks, and you can grind on it to the next race. So uh, with that in mind... Race number five, we had a major scratch this morning. Laurel River is out of this race, so the price may come down on my long shot. But the number two, Simplification, uh, is a really good three-year-old, was in the Kentucky Derby, ran fourth in the Derby, tailed off, but is now getting back to a mile distance. He's one for one at a mile. He's 15-1 to one on the morning line, so race number five on Saturday, my long shot to play around with is the number two, 
simplification. The next race, the sixth race, the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. Uh, the number five horse Tuesday for Ryan Moore, the jockey. Aiden O'Brien is the trainer. Uh, this horse has great success over courses like he'll face at Keeneland. He is 8-1 to one and basically being ignored by a lot of the people who are picking horses. So if I get 8-1 to one on Tuesday, the number five horse in race number six, that's what I want to do on Saturday. Race number eight is the Breeders' Cup Mile, one of the deepest races you're going to see uh, really all day. The Euros tend to dominate races like this um, and do an excellent job. I'm going to go against the Europeans. Matt Bernier tipped me off to this horse. I want to re- remind people here. Uh, it is his push, and I'm uh, sort of tailing him on this. The number 11 horse, Annapolis, at 10-1 to 1 for Todd Pletcher and Irad Ortiz. Three-year-old rounding into awesome form. Uh, two for three lifetime at the distance. Won a race at Keeneland uh, just a little while ago. Won the turf mile and crushed in that race. With all the European horses in here, he's bound to go off at a big price. So I want the number 11 horse, Annapolis, in the Breeders' Cup mile as my price. Then in the big race, 540 the monster horse, 5-0 flight line, one of the best horses of my lifetime. Dick Girardi is one of the fastest horses, the fastest horse of the 20th century. He should win the Classic relatively easily. The way I'll play the race individually is throwing out the number two horse, Life is Good, who's the third choice on the board. I think he's going to get caught up in pace pressure and fade to the end. I want to use Epicenter and Hot Rod Charlie as my two horses underneath in exactas, weighted exactas there. I played heavier with Hot Rod Charlie. I'd play it a little bit smaller with Epicenter. And if you want a l- one more little exacta there, uh, Tabe of the number one, another three-year-old. So I'm going to play exactas with Flight Line, Hot Rod Charlie Big, Epicenter Medium, and Tabia Small, and use all three underneath in trifectas, hoping to make a few bucks on the Breeders' Cup Classic, which should be the showcase for Flight Line there, 530 or so, 540 there at Keeneland. Uh, any other bets for the weekend, Sean? Because we're not going to have another show until Monday. I think I just want to tell the people – as I get set to head to Mohegan Sun, you get set to hopefully play some golf at Chelmsford Country Club. It's kind of weekend. You should get outside, Sean. Get some exercise. Yeah, uh, girlfriend and I are going to do some brewery hopping tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Enjoy what, the uh, what part of New England are we doing that in? Uh, the northern half. So uh, Maine? From the, no, no, no. New no, Hampshire? No. Oh, oh uh, New England. I thought you meant Bo- uh, Massachusetts. No, no, no. North, northern Massachusetts, you know. Uh, we're going to maybe maybe even bump up to New Hampshire, maybe hop up to Nashua or something. Nice. Uh, yeah, we're going to find some places to take the dog and, and just kind of bop around. Have you been to the one that's right near our our, our studio? That one on the corner there? No. Is it really good? Is that, oh, oh, is that. Is um, Notch? Uh, oh, no. So I've been to the Notch in Salem, the original location in Salem. I have been to Notch. I have not been to the beer garden they have right around the corner, no. Um, yeah, I keep hearing people how great it is. The, yeah, the Notch, Notch is great. Notch Brewery and Taproom in Brighton. They call it the Speedway. I don't. I, again, I, I was. I, 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 my bad job by me. I asked you, what, not knowing you know. They call it the, at the Charles River Speedway, mm-hmm. um, and the food's supposed to be great. Uh, I might, have, might have make a trip over there with you at some point. Oh, I would love that. That's uh, a lot of German beers over there. Oh, a lot I, of German beers. I'm into German beers all the time. Trust well, that's me. a fun little weekend for you and the girlfriend. Yeah. Is she, is she upset about the Rangers? No, because the Bruins won. So you know, it's you know, there's some. She does love the Bruins, so you know it's some give and take there. Um, so she was she dealt with it. It was okay. Uh, she's more pissed that she lost her bets because Brad Marchand <laughs> didn't didn't have over three and a half shots. We we had a nice uh, shots on goal parlay. What what happened? Oh, uh, no. Brad Marchand's the only one that doesn't hit again. Oh. She has had four shots on goal parlays and one leg doesn't hit every time. She she hit. She's that's how parlays three. work. You gotta tell her that's how it's, they work, honey. Get used to it. But that's the way she gets the boost from DraftKings because they do like an NHL parlay boost. So she'll put three together. You have to have a minimum three legs. She'll put three together and she hits two of three every single time. And it's, who's this account, in New Hampshire, firing parlay bets? The DK, you're gonna reach out, make her a VIP. <laughs> Love it. 
Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, so I might. I, I, there's no line out yet that I see, but uh, when it does come out, bet on the Bruins um, against uh, against who they. I don't even remember who they're playing. Bet on the Bruins tomorrow. That's all I got. Uh, well, there you go. Bets. The Prince of Pucks says bet. You say how much? That's literally what you just do. Bet, just bet on the Boston Bruins. They are hot as can be. Bet on the Boston Bruins. Bet on the Vegas Golden Knights until it runs out. Uh, I'll be doing that at the uh, Mohegan Sun FanDuel Sportsbook all day Saturday. Come by and say hello. Subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. Uh, no podcast on Saturday or Sunday. We're going to be back on Monday to recap the entire weekend, preview Monday Night Football. Uh, anything else to people, Chris Sean? Nope, that's it, Mutt. Get out of here. Go enjoy your weekend, my friend. Got some family stuff to take care of today. I'll be on Merloni Foria Mego tonight, and then a very marathon half-hour show, 6 to 6.30, into BC and Duke football. It's almost too much work for me on a Friday. (laughs) Great job, Chris. We will talk uh, this weekend, buddy. Thank you. Sounds good, Mutt. See ya.